This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I have a new co-host today. Yeah, yeah. That's a deep voice. Almost sounds like Gavin, but this this guy's this guy's a little bigger than Gavin. A little. I'm six six. <laughs> yeah, six six. Um, we fired Gav. No, just kidding, Gav. If you're listening, we miss you, buddy. We just brought in, brought in a guest because you're out singing songs. Uh, we have Akbar Baja Biamila. You got it Did right. I-, I so badly wanted you to mess up so I could correct you, but you didn't. It's Akbar Bajabimil. That was good. Akbar Bajabimil. I should give you my full name and see how you do then. Show off. Let's see. Let, yeah. So it's a, you're from Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. From, yep. Yep. My so, family. My mother and father came to this country uh, in the late seven, early seventies, and you know all of us were born here. So. Yeah. So what's the what's the Nigerian pronunciation? Bajabimila. I, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> baja, you have to have lips for it. Okay. Uh, baja, 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 you got the American version down, though. Akbar, thank you for coming in today. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's the host of NBC's three-time Emmy-nominated series American Ninja Warrior, uh, Universal Kids spin-off show American Ninja Warrior Junior, as well as NFL Network's highest-rated show NFL Fantasy Live. So this is a busy man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I, and I knocked out a book in between there too. So uh, everyone can be a ninja, uh, which uh, actually came out on my 40th birthday. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so pretty happy about that. Love that, brother. Your former NFL player played for the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers and the Dolphins. So, my brother, I love having another athlete in here. Get yeah. these musicians out. Get these athletes in here. What's up, dudes? How's it going? Oh. Actually, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan keeps checking his phone because he's about to be a dad again. Still, so tiny moment. Yeah. My wife is incredibly stressed that I am here. Ryan, uh, why don't you tell everyone about your morning? Congratulations. Hold on. Let him, Thank let him, you. Okay. Yes. Go continue with your wife. She is. Is it? She's going to tell me this is TMI, but she's four centimeters dilated right now. Uh, I did the inspection myself. Uh, With a ruler? No, it's has one of those protractors. You just just yell, and then it's echolocation. Oh, okay. Oh, buddy. So it wasn't she, TMI until you went off on a tangent. The, the OB has told her she could go into labor at any time because at this level of dilation was the same degree that she went into labor and her water broke with our first son. So, yeah, I, I am here. The phone is on vibrate. Uh, so you can get a phone call at she any She just moment. texted me, do you want deviled eggs from Clementine tonight? So it seems to be things are going okay. <laughs> okay, can I just ask this? And I don't mean to get into your... We your, just your, met. Your, I, your, I prefer you get in. Your, 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 your Navi situation, but where do you live? You don't have to tell me exactly, but how far do you live from here? Because Santa Monica. Oh, so you're rich then. You have a helicopter. <laughs> You must have a helicopter. The beauty, on. what I told her is today is a Jewish holiday. The roads are clear. That's true. Like, that's this true. is good. That, you know, true. that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So, okay. honest, in all honesty, right now, you could get a text message and you could just bolt off of this podcast. That's exactly Well, right. hold on. We we should all. Do we have a plan? Akbar, you drive. What are you driving? Can we all fit? Uh, yeah, if you're safe, I have a Tesla and it automatically drives, so we could just punch it in and and we could just do the podcast Mod- from inside. Oh. Model, I, uh, I have a, you have a Model X or Model S? Uh, X. X. Okay, I got the S. So he's got the SUV. Oh, so that's let's because he's got four <laughs> kids. <laughs> let's he's got four kids. He doesn't get your little two seater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if if we get a text message, we're all coming to the hospital with you, brother. 
Okay. We're all coming. Let's do it. Okay. So, Akbar, you're driving. Put that thing on. Just yeah, yeah. And then we'll just continue the conversation yeah. until we get there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're getting this podcast done one way or the other. I'm in. Let's uh, go. <laughs> so you're expecting your second, Ryan. I uh, appreciate you being here. And we'll dive into more of that on what, like, what you're going through right now. Uh, but first, Amy wants to spice this up with some heat coming out the gate. So we got this email from, from a woman, and I want you guys to listen to it. We had someone read it so you guys could really experience it from a woman's voice. Okay. So Easton, our engineer, our brilliant engineer, Easton, is going to play this email from Carrie. About six months ago, I reconnected with a friend from college. I'm now 40, so we haven't spoken in about 20 years. In our initial conversation, he told me how he had a crush on me back then, and I just never realized it. So fast forward, we're talking and decide I'm going to take a trip and visit him and some of my other friends since he lives in my home state. The second we see each other, we have sex, which we had talked about happening. I'm there for six days and we see each other twice and of course slept together a few times in those two days. He didn't seem to set aside a lot of time for me, even though we had discussed me coming out there to see each other. We end up getting in an argument about how he didn't set time aside for me and he left my hotel and I haven't spoke to him since. That was two months ago. So, men, what happened? We had never discussed this being a relationship. It was just supposed to be a let's hang out and maybe have sex thing. We both were just getting out of some long-term relationships, and as far as I knew, neither of us wanted it to be anything but fun. We had spent hours on the phone together in the months before I visited. He had really become a great friend to me, and I, I just I miss our talks immensely. Do I just forget about him? Wow. That, oh, Amy is just fuming, fuming over I'm there. all kinds of conflicted. So what happened was I texted the guys... As I do, sometimes I text the other men, like not you and Gavin, but the other guys to see if like, I think this is something to talk about. So we have this text conversation that we wanted to reenact for you, Akbar. Okay. And then we will discuss. But I think the text conversation is important because sometimes they really let their guard down because they don't think that. And this is the actual text? This is the actual text that the- She sent this? No, this is what I had with these guys. Okay. And I think they are unfiltered on the text and I want to read it so that for the show, you guys are really unfiltered and you give the honest answers. Okay. So now, Brooks, we have a dramatic recreation. Okay. So this is new to me. Yeah, All right. you have a part. You're playing oh, me. Oh, I'm playing. I'm playing you. Oh, yes. it's quite the podcast theater we have going. <laughs> oh my here. god! Here we go. It's my first audition. I lived in L.A. for right. four years and never auditioned. So Brooks will be playing <laughs> here we me. Go. Tori, who are you playing? Dimitri. Tori will be playing the part of Dimitri. Danielle will be playing Rick, and Ryan, you will be playing Danielle. What about Ak? I'm he's, listening. He's learning. Yeah, I'm learning about all he's this. He's learning. He's yeah. got four kids. He's married four kids. <laughs> I think he's got it figured out. We I should be asking him. This is a How Men Think reenactment of a How Men Think text chain. Okay, I am Amy, and this is what she wrote. She sent us an email, and she said, please explain this. She said it herself. It was just supposed to be a let's hang out and maybe have sex thing. I think he did that. Yeah, but you can't be a dick. Communicate. I don't love radio silence. What did he do wrong? Ignoring her. And I don't like how he talked to her nonstop. Then she's like, we didn't spend much time together. And he runs, turns the tables. He should listen to Adele. How would you feel if you slept with a girl, kind of liked her for months, and she legit never spoke to you again? 
I would think I was a bad lay. Do you guys really feel this guy did nothing wrong? Like, seriously? See, now you're putting words in my mouth, which, by the way, chicks do all the time. Actually, people in general. I mean, the guy definitely did something wrong and is a dick. I would tell Carrie, onward and upwards. Screw that guy. See ya. By the way, that was Danielle. And we are back to Amy. I think the guy is mean and I would cry. I'll be playing the part of Dimitri. I'm stuck on we reconnected. Who reached out? I assume she did. He said he had a vague crush. They talked about sex. She visited. I think he was vague on purpose. And she assumed something, probably too much. Ultimately, his actions were wrong. My guess is he's involved and cheated to fulfill an old crush wish. Back to Rick. I think he was into it, had a crush, and wanted to get laid. Who doesn't? Went through the weekend, then realized a few things. A, she's annoying. B, it's long distance, and that wasn't happening. I'm not giving him too much credit to think that through. Guys just do shit. Chicks try to figure it out. Uh, this is a lot to unpack. I just... I just don't get why guys can't communicate. Like, use your words. I'll tell you why. It's easier not to. Oh. Uh, Amy, <laughs> just hearing that text. Um, I mean, let's get Akbar's. What do you think about his, uh, about the guys? Well, behavior? you know what? I, I think this is, um, this is, this is not that odd to me. Um, when you look at the structure of relationships and how relationships go. And, and there are several things that I kind of highlighted in this thing. One, 20 years uh, and you're going back 20 years and you're trying to rekindle something and, you know, he's probably feeling a little better about himself and they've gotten this conversation going, um, going the right way. They start talking about sex and he's thinking about reliving the past and trying to get that moment, capture that past. I'm like, man, that girl that I really liked and I got it yeah. from college. But here's where everything I think turned is the second we see each other, they start to have sex. And that's when you blur the lines because I think what happens in a man in a man's mind is when the sex happens right away, it's almost like trying to play the season after the Super Bowl. I'm not going to play the season after the Super Bowl. I've won the championship. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And so you're trying to reverse engineer this and say, okay, come on, let's go through the process. It's like I'm not as motivated to go through the process. And, and that's why I do believe that sex should be something that should be held for uh, serious relationships. But I think when you're doing it casually like that, Feelings get involved in that because you're sharing a part. I mean, all sorts of stuff are being shared when you're when you're getting involved in it. So if you choose to do that, you have to understand the risk. You understand that the risk of your feelings could get involved and hurt. So I don't think it necessarily makes the guy a jerk. Um, I think the one thing that could have scared this guy away was when she started fussing about how much time. Because in his mind, if we're talking about sex, we're not talking about relationship those things are independent of each other. So when you start saying, hey, you need to spend more, hey, don't fuss at me about time. Like, you know what? I'm out. I don't. 100%. Yeah. And by the way, she says, we both agreed this was just going to be fun. The minute you're like, you didn't make enough time for me, that's yeah. not fun yeah, for it, him. It contradicts each other. Yeah. It contradicts each other. So I think what happened is, is that she was trying to, and, and probably honestly, trying to hold back the feelings and getting too excited about wanting more from this relationship and hoping in some way that she could maybe coerce him to to kind of go down that relationship route without her having to say, I want the relationship. She could have probably just been up front and say, hey, look, I'm really into this too. I want that relationship. Because a crush is different than I want to be in a relationship. In, in To play devil's advocate here, in her defense, 
she said we had spent hours on the phone together in the months before. By so this way, wasn't just like, hey, here's a text message. I'm going to be in town. No, but this is this is somewhat of a, even though it's not a it, like in person. This is somewhat of a relationship in some way that they're spending time talking. Uh, you know what? I think about an old school uh, slang we used to say when I was younger. Uh, this is what they call phone boning. Um, and phone boning. Oh, nice. Phone boning. I yeah, never phone, heard this. You one. never heard? Yeah, it's called no. phone boning, and you just—it's essentially foreplay over the phone, um, and you're just going back and forth, and it feels good. You know that that feeling that you get. There's this biological thing that happens in the brain where you get this good feeling. You're talking to somebody, and you just chase. Yeah, it's the chase. It's the excitement, and then yeah. boom! Once it happens, it ignites. But then all of a sudden, when you change that that tune to relationship and spend more time again sex doesn't equal time but i can see how if you're giving yourself up you're wanting probably a little bit more than that it's very hard to to try to and i know a lot of people say well you should have the right to have sex and do whatever it's very hard emotionally for man and woman um to to be able to just split that you know what i mean and so when you get involved that you got to know you got to know what you're getting into. So here's the question. They were there. They were only going to be with each other or in the same town for two days. You were saying that. I think it's a week. Six six days. days, And they only got together twice. Got it. Got it. So what is the appropriate amount of time to, because they had sex the minute they saw each other, what should he or she have done, in your opinion, then to not have let things happen the way they did? I think they carry the carry the conversations, try to build on some of the foundation that happened over the phone and really getting to know each other um, rather than jumping into sex. Because I think sex is, I mean, it's good, but it's overrated. Um, And it, again, I'm going to keep saying it, it creates a lot of confusion. I don't think that, I think the way sex is used now is totally missed. It's missed its design. You know, it's missed its design. And so when you take it out and put it into this new design, it, it makes it it makes it extremely difficult for relationships. Well, and that's the point. You're, do you want? Does she want? <clears throat> excuse me. Does she want that that movie sex? We got together. We had sex right away. It was wild. It's not. And then you want? Or do you want the relationship? Because if you come and you have that movie sex, like right away, we just ripped each other's clothes off. Then, like you said, it's very tough to backtrack and all of a sudden start over from and, that. And, and so, why, what do you why, want? Why, why do you want? I'll tell you. Continue on. Well, let me tell you something. There's expectations that we're not hearing in this email. There's expectations, hidden expectations that we don't know. With, and I would suppose, and I just had this conversation the other day, I would say that's probably coming from, and uh, I'm jumping here, but that is probably coming from two places. One, uh, from movies and stuff that we see on TV about what love is and what relationships look like. How many times have we seen this play out on, I mean, I can... I probably name a hundred movies that I've seen something yeah. like this happen, right? right? And there's the, the the background music, the cue that they're playing, and all this other stuff. And you you fall into that, like you're thinking this is probably going to happen just like I've seen it before. But the other thing is the expectation love music. I was thinking about this, and I had this conversation the other day, and I'm probably going off track here. But love music, I think a hundred percent, maybe ninety percent of love music is men to women. And what men are supposed to be doing for women. But how many love songs are there for women to men? Mm, mm. And so if you have that, I'll make love to you. I mean, I can't sing. Wow. And I think about the boys to men and the Johnny Gills and the Joe and the, all these love artists that I grew up listening to. I can only think of Beyonce's Let Me Cater to You for a woman to a man. So 
think about music pierces the soul. It pierces the soul. I can start singing a song that you guys haven't heard in 20 years, and you'll start singing it. You, it never leaves you. So think about how that imprints on a woman's mind when she's hearing the same love songs and the expectations she's having. But she can't probably even voice it because it's subconscious. Yeah, that's a very good point. I also think there's more in this. I was going to say, can I rip off a, a, what I think might be an obvious Band-Aid, and I'm sure ladies or women won't necessarily like it, but we're looking at a fact that they, he had a crush on her 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They talked on the phone. They got together. I don't know if they FaceTimed or not. Sorry, if you had a crush on me 20 years ago, you're not getting the same guy. So perhaps they got together. Mm. He was not thrilled with how she looked or whatever. Mm. Being a guy, being a, whatever, he still had sex. And he's like, all right, well, this is it for me. I, I disagree. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I think that's that. That plays into the gender role of. of it's possible. Yeah, yeah, like oh, like I didn't like the way she like he's. It's just possible. Well, she could have it's too. Possible. I'm not saying it couldn't have been yeah, the other way. Right. I'm just he saying also but he's came the one back that and had sex with her yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. He so wasn't. Tough. If he wasn't into it, he would have. He would. He would have sidestepped. Hey, hey, let's go out for a good <laughs> meal. I'll buy you an expensive dinner. Yeah. Slide. They wouldn't have had sex. Okay. Yeah. So, so we here's my take on it, and I would love for people to email us or call us, whatever. I don't. I agree with everything y'all are saying. Mm-hmm. My issue, okay, is they talked on the phone for hours. They knew each other from college, so there's like a history. They spent a month talking, and then he has never spoken to her again. And I know this because I emailed her and said, did you try reaching out? And she said, yes. And he didn't respond. So my issue with him is not that he wasn't into it, that he bails, changes his mind, doesn't like her that way, whatever it is, communicate. You can't force someone to communicate if they have issues. And this stuff could stem from childhood. It could stem from his old relationships. I can personally say before I got married, I can find out. It wasn't until I went to therapy where I realized, oh, I didn't realize that I had a chain of behaviors where I was starting to self-sabotage these relationships. I would find something because I was afraid of commitment. And if he's genuinely afraid of commitment, um, I think we have to, A, respect that fear for whatever, because I don't know. I don't know his story. I don't know how he got to that point. And if he's afraid, he's going to somehow try to sabotage, like, I don't want, I don't want to go there because right? she may start pushing up on me and I don't want to get to this commitment point. So maybe this is his form of self-sabotage. I mean, and again, I'm not but saying that it's just right. Say something? But I'll yeah, also so say this, a, lot of, guys, a yeah. lot of guys will say, eh, she'll figure it out. I, oh, so let me, God. I know, I know that's awful to hear, but let me touch on that because I'm, I'm with you. So there's a lot in here. I believe there's a lot in here in this email that we don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know when she. We don't she, know his side. On. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, but also we don't know what the communication was like when she was asking for more time. Was she like just like begging him, like all over him, like just swamping him, nagging him, or yeah. or was this says like, argument, says, right? Right. Yeah, and we end up getting he left in an my argument. hotel room. Um, yeah, we end up getting an argument about how he didn't set time. So like, what was said there? We don't know what she said. Did she yell at him? Did she call him nasty words? Did he do this? We don't, we just don't know. Um, but I will say. Um, if if that is somewhat cordial, let's say that was somewhat cordial, mm-hmm. not communicating for two months, not like just ghosting her and going going just Houdini, um, 
I don't believe is acceptable. That there is a person on the other line. They do have feelings, and that he, he might have. He maybe he gets back with the his long term relationship, which what she says, and maybe he's now feeling like he's ah, oh, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't be doing that. I, there's a lot in there. I just but okay, I don't. But, but I the, don't can I ask you a question? His actions, but but if they were because this this one's what th- throwing me off because I think you're talking from the point in my opinion from the original design of sex talking about uh, feelings being involved. But I think several times here we see just having fun. It was any. This wasn't supposed to be anything but fun. Yeah. Fun to me does not translate into being responsible for feelings. Right. I go to I go to Magic Mountain to get on roller coasters to have fun. I'm not responsible for the anything else out there. I'm responsible for me. I get that. So but if what you, if it does progress to that for her? Can you still not treat her with respect? But so and this is what we don't know. Did she say that? And that's the part that's missing. Did she say, hey, I'm, I'm starting to really get feelings for you. But if she's admitting in her own words, she's saying that this was wasn't supposed to be anything for neither of us. Um, this was. Well, we just wanted it to be um, anything but fun, then I, I'm confused. There's something missing here. There's more yeah. to this that we don't know. It's wanted to be every, anything but fun. And then it says, you know, I, then I then she laid into him about the amount of time he made for her. He stormed out and they haven't talked since. Yeah. She said, this is, they both agreed this is going to be fun. She laid into him about stuff that he's supposed to be doing for and stuff. Part and he bolted fun. and that's it. He left. Th- that's the kicker to me is that she... In a couple days' time, having not seen each other for so long, she, they got in an argument where she's saying, you didn't set enough time aside for me. When she went into the situation promising this was nothing but fun, as you just suggested, if you're getting into an argument in two days, having not seen someone for That's 20, too much. That's then too much. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm seeing my future with this person and it's going to be arguments endlessly. Like, we just came from various cities to go hang out, have fun. And I'm already now having to like defend my calendar and my lack of carving time out for you. It's like, no, we were supposed to have fun. And now I'm being like uh, on the defensive, just trying to answer question after question after question. I'm exhausted by this. I'm out. I'll be honest. I want to walk out right now Yeah, because of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I won't though. I agree with you, Ryan. I agree a hundred percent with what you just said. So I do agree with him that like that happens to guys. We most guys have probably been there in their life. But I also disagree that just going I just think that men need to level up and just yep. communicate just at least acknowledge the person say Well, hold on. why is the burden being on him? Uh, the burden she tried. Be cuz she's, she's tried reached to reach out, out twice. She's tried but to reach out. But we don't know out. what she said when she reached no, out. I, don't know, we but, can email her. I but, hey, you owe me an apology. Maybe yeah, she said that. Maybe, but okay. like I, can we all not just agree that just literally ghosting somebody is completely disrespectful? I want to get rid of the word ghosting and benching and houdiniing because it makes it funny. What about phone like, boning? Phone boning? No. Oh, no. Bringing that back. Phone boning is my new thing. And I actually think phone boning should count as sort of more than just phone boning. When you're phone boning, that's laying the groundwork. The part that I agree with Akbar on is if she didn't say, I have feelings for you. I'm interested in you. I like you. Right. I yes. want a relationship. Just, I want make more. Him, and expect him to pick up on those things and say, hey, like, because you're talking about communication, like, then she should communicate that. If her feelings are hurt, I agree. she should communicate and say, hey, look here, I know we did X, Y, and Z, but look, 
I, I caught feelings for you. Yeah. Totally. And, and I don't know. And again, for a month. Yeah, right. And I and caught I feelings. Like you. It was supposed to be fun, yeah. but it went the next level. And then I think then the responsible thing, if I got that on a voicemail, I'd be like, whoa. Like, like and, and I'll tell you something. Like, I, I remember when I came to know Christ um, and I started to change the way I behave sexually and something came over me. True story. In college, uh, no, right before I went to the pros, I called all the w- girls that I had their numbers that I had messed with. I had called them in and apologized. Yeah. Uh, not that I did anything wrong to them. Um, I never ghosted or whatever the yeah. uh, the stuff is. But I was just going, wow, like, you know, that could have been a, you know, f- for a future husband. Because I genuinely believe that sex is designed for marriage. That's how I feel about it. Um, I didn't follow that. I lost my virginity in college. And I started thinking, I go, wow, like that man, like that's because you always, no matter what, that person's always going to have a piece of you and you're always going to have a piece of them. Yeah. Like you're sharing, literally sharing pieces of yourself to other people and it's confusing. And so I, I put it on me that I was going to call and I was going to apologize. Good for you, man. Wow. By the way, you're six so, six two plus. I, how many rides are you going on at Magic Mountain? I don't can't see you fitting in any I, of them. I, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> the ones that I can't fit, all of them. I, I did that a, a while back with my son. We did all, and I got sick. I'll never <laughs> ever do that again. So I want to ask you a yeah. follow-up question to that. One, I want to acknowledge you for being an incredible man and human being for doing that, for having the self-awareness and the kindness and compassion in your heart to do that. Um, for anybody listening, for young men listening or women listening, I think that's an amazing example. My question for you is how did the women react to that? Uh, I, I must- think um, several of them was like, oh, you don't, you don't owe me a, a phone call. Um, absolutely. I appreciate you calling me. They were all, no, nobody was got nasty about it. Um, but I just felt like it was on me. I, yeah. there probably is like four or five that I didn't have the number. I just kind of lost their, uh, their contact or whatever. But, um, I think everyone took it well, but I, I just, because it came from a real place. I wasn't doing it, you know, and this is way before any me too movement or anything like that. It just came over me. It was like, man, like, and I just thought about it like I took that opportunity. I don't know if I was there first or not, um, but I took that opportunity for them to enjoy, you know, um, um, what am I trying to say? I took that opportunity away from them to share that experience with someone else um, that could have been their potential mm-hmm. husband or whatever. Life because, partner. Life yeah. partner. Because for me, what I didn't know though then was I was never into it. Like I got to a point in every relationship where I literally started to look for things to go wrong because I wanted out. And that all tied into what I saw growing up and, you know, just my own fear of not having full understanding and the maturity about relationships. So, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, seriously, it's been as from bad breaths to um, would you be with me if you, if I worked at McDonald's? I I mean, I did dumb stuff. I mean, dumb stuff to break relationships. Did you admit all of that? What what was the nature of the conversation? Were you apologetic or what were you? Yeah, no, I was just, I was apologetic for, you know, you know, having sex with them and not really wanting it to work out. Yes. And first off, and then admitting, Hey, look here, I shouldn't, I should have listened to my parents. Like I held my virginity to my sophomore year in college And, you know, for me, I got peer pressure by my teammates. Oh, man, you can't talk to me. You know, you're a virgin, you're a virgin. And you get that enough times where you go, man, I, you know, sure, I don't want to, I want I don't want to be on the out in the locker room. Yep. And you go out there and you try to just 
fly and do whatever and you know it's very real yeah, for anybody yeah. that not like anybody that hasn't been it's very real yeah. that sort of pressure and that sort of heat inside yeah a locker room especially i i didn't go to college but i imagine especially at the college yeah alpha males real- you're, you're in a room with full of alpha male testosterone at the high you know at the highest point you're lifting a bunch of weights you're the athlete you're the big guys on campus and you know the, it sucks when you're in a community of 100 guys that you you know you bleed with you sweat with and you're not accepted because of you you're know, off field, yeah, because you're not having absence. sex off field, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. One last question: Did you end up phone boning one last time with any of them on on those calls? <laughs> Just you while you had them? Um, <laughs> well, I guess it was. A, I mean, I guess you technically no, no, it was. It was no, I, no, I did not. I did not it, phone bone. Okay. It sounds yeah. to me like you honored the women you called and honored their feelings, and that is my very point with this Carrie girl that emailed us is that. I don't think this guy did anything wrong, but I think that with with people, if he takes her call or speaks to her a couple times, it honors her feelings. It honors that time they had together. It's respectful and kind. And I think that that goes a long way, especially with women. Yeah, yeah I don't think this is I agree with that, but I don't think this is a gender issue. I think this is a, a human issue. Yeah. This is just a respect because yeah. it, it could be a man to a man. It could be a woman to a man. It could, this is just a respect for a I've had plenty of girls not call me back. But no, no, but I again, would love to I, know, gonna, though, how I'm many sure women are doing that compared to men doing that. I'm sure there are women who are doing that. I mean, because I think, like, um, I, I, and, uh, no, I, better, be, I better be careful of making comparisons, but I will say this. I feel like women are equally cheating out on the in relationships like men True. but it's covered up it's covered up and they're held at a higher oh no woman it's just a, it gets labeled there's these gender roles that get labeled and men do that and same thing in relationships like, men don't communicate no women should communicate and this is a prime example i'm not i'm not pointing her out or trying to you know say who's right or wrong but i mean i, I think in this same thing it it sounds like she couldn't communicate her true feelings. I think that's a good point. I think, you guys, I'd love to hear what you think on this. So I think women and men, quote, cheat equally. I think women are smarter and don't get caught. Well, that's... And, it, and either way, it's it's not... It's it's all wrong, right? Yeah. It's all wrong, well, yeah. Well, but that too, and but to what you were just saying, when when a woman cheats, the first thing that somebody says is, "Well, what did the guy do? The guy wasn't treating her right. The guy was probably doing something that caused her to look for something for that elsewhere." Um, sorry, your your thing with you think they equally cheat, but women are smarter. That's just my opinion. I think that they're smarter about how they do it. I know so many women that. I don't even like the word cheat. That whatever they're doing, but they just are. It's different. It is. I don't know. I, I don't like it at all. So that, is I that more admirable to be better at cheating? Is I'm it? just saying why why in society we feel men do it more is because men get caught, so it's more known. That's all, that's my only point. I'm not saying who's better or worse. Men just I, 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 is it comes it that, out. More. Is it that is it that men get caught more, or is it that men get trashed more? I think men get trashed more because I think when a woman cheats, and especially if it's in a relationship, I think from a man's standpoint, there's a certain pride to a man, like, oh, my goodness. And either he's trying to cover that up so he doesn't look so bad because that's a in his mind, he internalizes as a reflection on him. And the other thing is, is that 
I think we're all taught in relationships. Like you talk about the episode before, like it was very hunky dory and stuff like that. To protect the woman and don't you can't say anything mean about a woman and you gotta always lift a woman up and you always gotta so so men are more trained to do that. Oh, how's my dress look? It really looks horrible is what I'm thinking in my mind, but I gotta tell you, it looks nice. I love it. No, I don't. No, I don't, but you've trained us to say what you want to hear. So it's just like, I think the same thing can be true is that I don't think women are as clever in hiding that. I think it's revealed, but I just think it doesn't get put on blast because I'm going to tell you, when a woman cheats, when a man cheats on a woman, oh, uh-uh, did you hear what he did? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody at work is going to know. Everybody in their in their, in their family is going to know. They're going to tell everybody. Yeah, no guy's going to be like, my wife cheated on me. Right, right. He's not going to go I, out. I wasn't cutting it. Right, right. And so... She gets saved it's while true. he gets blasted. And then there you go that men aren't to be trusted. And that's why we get, like, even in the whole Me Too mirror, I mean, men are getting beat the heck up. They're getting beat the heck up. Look, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You and I, which I wasn't going to go there, but we were talking about Matt Lauer. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting conversation. And the reason I think so is because there's two very different perspectives, both probably filled with truth and both probably filled with inaccuracies. Mm. It's like, it's so hard to know. And that's why I'm interested in this email because if we had his version, it could be so totally different yeah. and also true. So uh, I'm sort of going through this with uh, somewhat of a family member too, um, is that you hear extremely one-sided comments and what the story is and people quite often soften or dampen their part in it i had just asked them this and then this happened well how did you ask them? well i mean i said it I'm, i probably could have said it better well they're like that's you know there's people will tell you their side of the story and omit the information that that doesn't paint them in such a positive light because they want to be sided with they want to be comforted they want they want you to understand them um, and the way to do that is to maybe negate their responsibility in it a little bit or not just voice it as much. So in the Matt Lauer one, I mean, this just came out today. We're just, you know, reading up on it now. Um, I mean, if it's, if what is said is true, it's the most despicable, despicable act in the world. It pisses me off that shit. Um, which part? The, the acts and the treatment, um, and the objectifying, uh, a lot of it, a lot, and I yeah. don't have the full details. Ryan just told yeah. me about this when I walked in, so yeah. I, I I read like a thirty second clip on Twitter. So it's, I, I don't. It's fascinating because it's, if you read his open letter, yeah, you it form was, I, one opinion, and then you when you read the, read the other side that Ronan Farrow is writing, right, I totally change. So that's where I and, came and, and to. Like, but, but but you know what? Think about the 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 and and as this plays out in the court of public opinion. I think the one mantra that gets said over and over, and I'm going to take a football analogy here. I think about some of the mantras that coaches tell you, you know, you got to be, you know, willing to play with no regard for personal safety. And you got to be able to run through a brick wall. And we're, we're kind of nutty. As football players, we'll go out there, we, you know, throw our bodies out there. But you hear it over and over. Believe women, believe women, believe women, believe women. If you say that a million times, do you think anything Matt Lauer says is going to be believed? No, and I believe that that's unfair. I believe that you believe women, but you also have to believe the men. I, I was agree. like, you can't say if you believe the woman 
Because if believing the woman means that that the man is automatic lying, I mean, uh, to me, that's not a fair display. I actually believe them both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's why I said we're not a slander show. We're not a gotcha show. We don't side with one or the other. Well, These are uh, like uh, events that just happened. Right. And, you can, and you're have right. Their there, there's, right. There's probably yeah. You can I formulate your opinion, them both, but it's not our job to do that. But what was interesting is when I read his letter, which I read in full. Right. When he said he stopped communicating with her, that's when things it got jarred ugly. Yeah. me because I think that if if there's a lesson, it's like communicate, talk, tell how you're feeling. But well, you and I the- talked about this. But you not talked about this. I was just saying, if he look, if if this cheating is going on, he admitted it. Not if he admitted that he cheated on his wife, and that this has caused his family so much pain. And what if I'm totally making this up, totally making this up, that their relationship went through whatever at home, things around, he's always working and whatever. Again, I'm just making this up. Uh, I had to clarify that. And somehow they rekindle something back at home and things start to get in there. And then he's overwhelmed with this guilt, like, oh my gosh, I've been cheating on her and um, I just want to make things right. And now it's zzz, zzz, and this buzz go off like, you know what? I got to cut this off. Maybe he's rededicated himself and saying, maybe. I got to cut this off and I don't want to because I know if I go back, it could be a slippery slope and I got to explain myself and I might not be able to explain myself because I got feelings in it. And you're done. You're but, done. You're, by the way, I think the guy in the email was seeing had somebody on the side, too. I think so, too. I felt that, too. Ooh, I, 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 I got a I sense of that. that. I got a sense of that, that he was just in for a little bit of fun and then just wash your hands here. I'm out. Uh, mm-hmm. I got the sense that there was somebody else. In I don't know why I didn't think about that. That that just I mean I don't know but that feels true, <laughs> that yeah, feels yeah. true, hmm. yeah. Okay, so interesting. That was awesome. Uh, we always appreciate your guys' questions. So you can email us men at iheartradio.com or. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate in my uh, my mentions. No, but no. You've, me too. You've been, me too. You, you've been incredibly fun. refreshing because you're honest and you've given a like. Yeah. Some people come on and they're very politically correct. Yeah, you're willing to voice an opinion and say this is what I stand for. This I stand against this. I love that, and I, I'm sure our listeners can appreciate that. And um, I've been like looking over at Amy here, just listening to you speak. You're very, you're oh, very. Our, this is like the best thing ever. Yeah. I like love you. Yeah. I appreciate that. When I when I when I when I, the minute I, I, I my manager called me and said, I said, I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I'm in because these are actually I didn't even realize it, but when she said it, it made me realize like these are the type of conversations, real conversations I like to have. Well, the reason I love this episode, and I would again love for people to call and email us. It's so real. You are forced to tell the truth, even though people listening might be like, ugh, because it's I agree with all of what you're saying. And it's such an interesting perspective into the man's mind, which I don't have and I need. But yeah, and we don't have like we're not mind readers either. Like we we don't have the perspective. I don't like I believe I have a good understanding of my wife and I try and listen to understand. I don't listen to reply. Um, But that doesn't mean we fully are going to know and understand everything from a female perspective. I think the thing you get, Brooks, is that communication is really important, even if it's hard. Even if you have to say, I'm sorry, I just don't like you, or I'm sorry, I Matt Lauer fixed his marriage, whatever it is, like the hard conversations really prevent the icky stuff. I, I agree with that. And from a man's standpoint or a human standpoint, but I can just speak as being a man, it feels so much better. 
So I believe what, what does just like owning up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like what you did with yeah. with calling those girls yeah. and say, I apologize for my role in this. I don't have anything to apologize for, but I just want to say, like, sorry. I wish I could have treated you better, or I shouldn't have been that man at that stage of your life. If yeah, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not that I treated them wrong. I yeah. just, it just yeah. for clarification, yeah. I, I I called them because I felt guilty that I was having sex with them, and I knew that a I was raised better, and b. It, this conviction of me having sex before marriage just it overwhelmed me. I was like, this isn't the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about extra credit. We got guys out there that won't apologize for things they did. You didn't do anything, and you're calling and apologizing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, but he felt better, and so did they. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish, and again, like if there's a goal, let's get rid of ghosting and and benching and houdiniing and just talk to each <laughs> I agree. other. You put Continue a, you put with cute, the phone boning can, though. Can, a ton yeah, yeah. of phone. Can I add boning. another name am, to it? David Blaney. I just he's, uh, oh, he's my nice. favorite David musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> David Blaney. Um, yeah. But uh, on further to that, it does. It does. Honestly, and apologizing feels amazing. Like it sets you free. It's liberating as the person doing it too. Um, and also, I've said this on the show many times. I learned this in my professional career. Uh, good or people can take good and bad news as long as it's honest and delivered in a way of genuine and authentic um, care for that person. So people can take terrible news if you deliver it in a way that's transparent, honest, straightforward. Um, they can accept that and move on. People are very resilient. And I think sometimes guys maybe in this situation like this don't give women enough credit that maybe they're super uber resilient oh, i'll just ghost her and not deal with it like you can say i'm sorry I, I understand you are into me or you have feelings for me it's not reciprocated um but i wish you the best if i can help you in any way in your other i don't know it's what are you laughing at like it's on if you try it honestly if you try it it's something i've tried to work on in my life my whole life i've had enemies playing sport you have enemies yeah, your right. whole life and coming out of sport i'm trying to unlayer that stuff i apologized to my neighbor the other day because i was being a dick to my neighbor i was throwing heavy weights around it's banging around at his house right. and stuff and i'm like well this is my property i'll do what i want and then i went and i was like the other day i was like i apologize man i own everything i did the last year and a half and it felt so oh, liberating so great and, oh my god and our relationship relationship is so much better um and he softened towards me we put the weapons down like it just feels amazing as a man real weapons uh i'll leave that uh, okay i, I love the, the 40 pound no. dumbbells yeah. i love what brooks, yeah. what brooks had to apologize for i'm sorry i work out so hard and you heard my weights clanking around it's like brooks what you're going to learn is that 90 percent of the stories that brooks tells has to do with <laughs> with working out in some capacity and well, he's going to talk about Bro romanian brooks, deadlifts and, and, now. let me tell you so brooks and i could hang out now I, i'm kind of siding with brooks because <laughs> yeah, see I mean, I I don't smoke, uh, but I do lift weights. That's that's you how I, that's how I deal with <laughs> like like stress and everything. Like uh, now, yeah. Now that you told Brian you lift weights, he's gonna send you a video of him doing three hundred push ups or something. To say <laughs> no, honestly, when I met you, I would never have imagined that you lifted weights. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> Buddy, I appreciate that, man. You're so kind. Your your generosity is always appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Akbar, I'd love for you to come back because we want to dig into fatherhood with you. I love your input, your insight. We're going to do another episode with fatherhood. Will you stick around? You'll stick around. Okay. You're going to stick around. I appreciate you, brother. That's it for this episode. Next week, going to dig into fatherhood part two, where we take the gloves off. Right, Amy? We're going to take the gloves off, get into more of the nitty gritty of fatherhood. Uh, that's it for this episode. Take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you back here next week.